Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Ezekiel is what we call one of the major prophets of the Old Testament. And he is one of the major prophets, again, not because he is more important than the other prophets, but he's one of the major prophets because he had a lot to say. And really, he didn't have a lot to say. God spoke a lot through him. And there's a lot that God had to say to Israel at that time through the prophet Ezekiel. And so what we're going to look at today are the words of God given to Ezekiel to give to the people. And as we're going through this, this is what we're kind of trying to get at is we're trying to take these words that were given to Ezekiel to give to the people of Israel, and we're going to take a look at those and figure out how it affects us and why it matters to us and how it can effectively help us to do one of these deep cleans in our hearts and our souls. Not just a surface brush, not, a, not just a sweep, but a deep clean. How many of you have ever been pulled over by the cops? How many of you have ever attempted one of the, oh, I'm sorry, officer, I was going because my leg's broken and i got to get to the hospital, or it's really important because I'm late for the ballet recital, or I've got these codes for the president, and anybody ever tried that? Yes? And that... How often, how often does, does that work where you get to say, well, I'm really, really, really late, and the police officer goes, you know what, that's a really good reason to be speeding through the school zone. That's really great. How, how often does that happen? Zero. Zero. Like, in my experience, and I, I am for some reason, slightly terrified of being pulled over. I don't know. I know a bunch of cops. Maybe that's why. Um, (laughs) But I actively avoid getting pulled over. And and so I don't try this. But when I get pulled over, typically I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. Here, cuff me. Like, that's typically my response, and then they're just so embarrassed of me that they let me go, but normally when you, when you get pulled over and you try to explain yourself, like most of the time that just makes them more annoyed. You try to justify your actions, but it doesn't change the fact that you behave the way that you behave, and quite often when you get pulled over, Trying to justify it and make it go away doesn't make it go away. Now we're going to look at a few passages in Ezekiel here. And the point that I want us to wrestle with today is that justifying our sin doesn't get rid of it. Justifying our sin doesn't get rid of it. 
So I want us to to take some time today and do that hard self-examination to look at ourselves, to figure out what is going on inside of us and see those spots where we have we are trying to justify it, we're trying to cover it up, we're trying to avoid it, and, we're, and we have this weird thinking that if we can just justify it enough, we can explain it enough, or if we can cover it or ignore it enough, then that makes it go away. And so right from the get-go, we are going to tackle some things here this morning, and I want you to be actively considering where it hits you in your life. Because quite often, quite often we do one of two things. We either justify our behaviors to make ourselves feel better or relax a little bit or, or just feel a little bit safer. Does anyone think I'm being really loud? Yeah, he says, yeah, can you turn me down just a little bit there, Dwayne? Dwayne, can you turn me down a little bit? I, I can hear myself echoing here, so a little bit of reverb or something. All right, so we, typically we do one of two things. We either try to justify our actions to make ourselves feel better in the situation, or... We justify the actions of others in order to either ease our guilt, smooth things over, or just try to have friendships or companionship or so that there isn't a big fight in our family. And so sometimes we, we take the truth of God and we, we ignore it, we justify it because we want to feel better. And sometimes we do that so that it doesn't affect other people and it keeps the peace, quote unquote. Well, in Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 22, this is what God says through Ezekiel to people he would call false prophets. He said, because you disheartened the righteous with your lies when I had brought them no grief and because you encouraged the wicked not to turn from their evil ways and so save their lives, therefore I, you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will save my people from your hands and then you will know that I am the Lord. God is calling out the people who have, who have looked at situations and started covering them up. People that either told the lies to themselves or looked at other people and told them the lies and said, you know what, you don't need to worry about that. That stuff that's going on in your life, that's not really a sin. When you lie to your boss, that's not really a sin. You know what, when you look at porn online, that's not really a sin because you're not actually cheating. You know what, when you, when you cheat on your taxes and you don't quite fill out the form in the way that the government wants you to fill out because you know what, they're greedy and, and, and income taxes just income tax is illegal and, and, and you have all those ideas and, and you push that and so I can, I can get away with that that's not really a sin and you know that time that you, you really were really just really angry and you said that really hateful stuff to that person that was just because you were angry that's not really a sin 
When you tell yourself that, or when you look at other people around you and you tell them that, you're justifying sin, but it's not making it go away. We want to say we're not in danger because of our actions, or you're not in danger because of your actions. Everything's okay. We have people whispering to us, saying, you know what, God, God, God doesn't actually exist. God doesn't actually exist, so you don't need to worry about any of this stuff. We have people saying to us, or maybe we're wondering this idea, or maybe we've had conversations with people that say, you know what, you know, every religion is, is, is right. Every religion is, is okay. Every religion is true and leads. As long as you are living a good life, that's what matters. And that makes us feel nice and warm inside because it means that we're not accountable, we're not guilty, we're not in danger of anything. And then we get to say that to other people and that means that we can all get along and hug and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. It means we don't, get to, we don't need to have those awkward, hard conversations. We don't have to worry about offending anybody. But the reality is we are justifying sin. And justifying it doesn't make it go away. You know, we do things like that. And that leads us to another behavior. Sometimes we end up in this place and and this isn't just for people that don't believe in God this is people that believe in God I I have done this myself where we get in the place where we are avoiding the truth and we are justifying our sins to the place that we actually actively look for ways to get around God and we start avoiding God and we start ignoring God and we start looking at other things to solve our problems because as long as we are going at God and looking to God, then we are confronted with the truth and we are confronted with our sin and we are confronted with the scary, painful things of life. And so we start looking at other things for solutions because we are scared of what looking at God will do to us. And in Ezekiel chapter 16... In verses 18, 19, and 32, this is what God says to Ezekiel to speak to the people. He says, And you took your embroidered clothes to put on them, and you offered my oil in incense before idols. Also the food I provided for you, the flour, olive oil, and honey I gave you to eat, you offered as fragrant incense before them. That is what happened, declares the Sovereign Lord. You adulterous wife, you prefer strangers to your own husband. We get scared of God. We justify our sin. We avoid our sin. And we start avoiding God and we start looking to other things and then we take the good things that God has given us, the money, the relationships, the clothing, the blessings, the air we breathe. We take those things and we offer them to other things trying to find solutions to the pain that we carry and we are avoiding God and we can't go to God for that solution and so we go looking for other solutions, other places. 
And we self-medicate with drugs and with alcohol and entertainment. We take our money and instead of pouring it into the mission and giving it back to God and saying, God, you gave me this money. You gave this to me. This is yours and you gave it to me. Instead of giving that back to him, we take it and we say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to buy that extra thing. I'm going to be able to buy that new car. I'm going to be able to buy that bigger house. I'm going to be able to buy that, that fancier watch. I'm going to be able to go on that fancier vacation. I'm going to be able to do those things. And it's not that homes or cars or vacations are bad. But sometimes God gives us these things and instead of looking to Him, we pour them out to those other things hoping that they will be the solutions to our problems. Hoping that that will calm us, make us happy, fulfill us. We take the air that God has given us and given the, the family that He's given us and instead of giving them back to Him and offering them to Him, we take them and we start to worship our family and we start to make our family everything that our life is about. When they should be offered up to God. We look for every self-help book. Go for counseling, medication, and no, none of those things are bad. Those things aren't bad. Sometimes the Lord leads us to go to the doctor and get help. But when we take what God has given us and we ignore Him, and instead, we see all those other things as the solution, they become idols. And instead of giving God the attention, we, we're scared of Him. Doctors and medication can do incredible things. But they're supposed to help what God is doing. They don't replace what God does. And sometimes, We justify our sin and that doesn't make it go away. We ignore God and that doesn't make it go away. And other times we look at other people. And in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 19, it says, If I send a plague into that land and pour out my wrath on it through bloodshed, killing its people and their animals, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they could save neither son nor daughter. They would save only themselves by their righteousness. We justify our sin. We tell people we, we want to avoid those things with those people. So we don't, we don't bring it up because we don't want to create an argument. We don't want them to look at us funny. We don't want to create any unnecessary pain. We avoid God and we end up pouring out what He has given us to other things as a worship and make those things our idols. And then, and then we have this strange assumption that if we really, really, really care about somebody else, then God will ignore their sin on our behalf. That if we really, really, really love our kids, if we really, really love our neighbors, if we care about the people 
around us, then somehow us being good will somehow just naturally allow God to ignore the sin in their lives. And what God says to Ezekiel to say to the people is that when the judgment comes, even if the righteous one Noah or the righteous one Job or the righteous one Daniel, and in their great moral behavior and their living, even if they were here, they could not save their kids. Now I guarantee there's not a person here that thinks about their kids and feels good about the idea that they might go to hell. That is not a pleasant thought. That is not something you want to think about. That is a terrifying thought. And so we think about that and then we go, no, I can't. I don't want to think about that. I can't think about that. I can't think about losing my husband. I can't think about losing my wife. I can't think about losing my kids. I can't think about my neighbors or my boss or my mentor or anybody in my life that I love and care about going to hell. I can't think about that. And so we justify our sin and we justify their sin and we avoid God. And then we think, well, if I'm righteous and somehow if I'm good enough, then my righteousness will carry over to them and they will be okay. But the reality is that justifying sin does not get rid of it. And even if Noah or Job or Daniel were here, they couldn't save their kids. My mom's stepdad died a few weeks ago. And I went down... I went down to Yarmouth to do the funeral. And uh, he had been sick for, for a little while. I can remember, I don't know, four or five months ago. They did some tests and found out he had cancer. I think he was 95. And uh, I think he was talking to his son one day. And, and his son had 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 cancer before and, and, and his son was like well I had cancer because I smoked and because I did this and because I did this why do you have cancer and it was a strange argument and a strange conversation because it didn't matter why he had cancer it didn't matter if he was able to explain he had cancer because he smoked or he had cancer because he drank or he had cancer because it was a genetic disposition. That didn't matter. Why would you even talk about that? Why would that be part of the conversation? Why would you try to justify why you have cancer? Justifying it doesn't make the cancer go away. Justifying sin for you or for your loved ones, for the people around you, doesn't make it go away. And that is not something that we enjoy thinking about. So we justify it, we cover it up, we, we try to pretend there's no danger, there's, every religion is right, but it's not. Feeding into lust is fine, but it's not. 
Lying is okay as long as you're not hurting anybody. But it's not. Avoiding God. Or just trying to save people through wishful thinking. Does not make the sin go away. God says to the people in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6, Therefore, say to the people of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, repent, turn from your idols, and renounce all your detestable practices. Justifying your sin does not get rid of them, but Jesus does. So that's what we need to do. We need to look to Jesus to forgive our sin. We need to look to Jesus to change our hearts. We need to look to Jesus to save our families. We need to look to Jesus to beat the addiction, to beat the stronghold that sin has on us. We need to look to Jesus to save our world. And we cannot turn a blind eye to the darkness and to the pain and the reality that is around us because justifying those things and covering those things up and avoiding those things is not going to make them better. It does not make the problems go away. The only one who is able to change things, to make things better, is Christ. And we are not doing ourselves or our family, our bosses, our co-workers, our community, we are not doing anyone any favors by being false prophets and telling them, don't worry if you've got cancer, it's going to be okay because you smoked. You've got sin in your life, but don't worry, it's okay because you're Canadian. We are doing no one any favors by playing the false prophet. And we are not doing ourselves any favor by believing the lies ourselves. For us, we need to turn and repent. That means turn away from our sin and follow God. Lean hard towards God. Run fast after Him. We need to ask for forgiveness and let Him change our hearts. And we need to pour out our hearts in an intercessory prayer to pray on behalf of those around us that God will work in them. And we need to be obedient to share our faith. And again, that doesn't need to be some awkward stand on a soapbox and work and tell everybody that they're sinners and they're going to hell and they need to repent right now. But just start by being honest and not embarrassed that Jesus loves you enough to save you. And they might not want to talk, and that's, that's up to them. But we need to fear God and not the people that we're called to reach. No one gets away with sin. And justifying sin does not make it go away. The worship team's going to come. And as we do these next few songs, this is an opportunity for you to kind of wrestle with what you have heard. God's words to you. 
And I want you to respond. And if it's respond in, in, in worship and, and surrender in worship, then that's what you do. If you need to come to the altars, and there's nothing magical about the altars, but there is something special about getting up out of your seat, coming forward and kneeling that puts your body into the same state as your heart and your soul that engages everything and allows you to really surrender. And if you've got to come and you've got to surrender and you've got to ask God for forgiveness and and give your family over to Him. And you come and do that. If you know you've got to do something, get out your notepad and write notes. Listen to what God is saying to you and respond in these moments. Folks, we don't need to justify sin. We don't need to cover up everybody else's sin because we have Jesus. We don't need to hide it. We don't need to ignore it. We don't need to run from God. We need to run to Him. We need to reject the lies of the enemy. Repent and turn to Jesus. And see lives saved. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.